be perfectly fine. Fine. Okay, fine. 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 You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, a political podcast where we recognize that everything is not at all fine and discuss what we can do about it. I'm Carissa, and our co-hosts here are Evelyn and Philip. So welcome to Sue Marshall running for Clark County Council District 5 against friend of the show, Don Benton. (laughs) JK. Stay tuned for the end and we'll give you a rundown of who Don Benton is. If you're not familiar with him, the name is probably familiar, but whether or not that's a positive or negative connotation um, can depend on your level of familiarity with him. So we'll go over that at the end. Um, after we're finished with Sue to respect her time in this busy campaign season. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're here. Um, I think our first question we were going to ask you is just, why are you running? Why I'm running? Well, um, I often start out just talking about our farm. I think it's a large part of why I'm running. Uh, My husband and I moved out to our family farm seven years ago and took over the operation. Uh, And, uh, Four years ago, we planted 27 acres of hazelnuts, so we're really all in in local farming and wanted to really demonstrate that uh, it's an important part of the economy here in Clark County. Uh, and it got me involved with the community, and I think largely the rural community, which is really so much of District 5. I looked at the voter's guide today, and there was a map of each of the districts, and District 5 is really the bulk of the county. Uh, so I think that as a somebody who's been a land manager and understands the rural community, it was... Uh, Uh, I felt I had an opportunity to step up. And then I haven't been happy with some of the decisions that the current council has been making related to land use. And I was beginning to feel really personally threatened (laughs) about whether or not uh, we would would have agriculture in Clark County. And the uh, next update of the comprehensive plan will be occurring in 2025. So whoever is elected will be overseeing that process. And that, that's done every 10 years. And there, there's a lot that we could lose in those 10 years if it isn't done right. So I'm really looking. Uh, I just saw it as an opportunity and wanted to step up because yeah. I knew I could make a difference. So what is your history with land? I know land conservation here and I believe in Multnomah County as well? Or Well, I'll tell you a little bit about my, I'll just give you a little background. Yeah, on great. Me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was born in Seattle, grew up in Renton, Washington, went to uh, college in Bellingham at Western Washington University, uh, the first kid in my extended family to earn a college degree, which I earned in environmental health with a minor in biology. So science is a foundational part of how I look at the world and evaluate things. Uh, I moved after graduating, I moved down to Clark County just briefly, and then I found work in Clackamas County. So my career uh, and raising my family has all occurred in Oregon. But I worked for uh, Clackamas Community Action Agency and Multnomah County Community Action Agency, uh, I, largely on community nutrition, hunger issues, child, helped set up child nutrition programs. I successfully lobbied for statewide school breakfast program in the mid 1980s. Um, and oh, wow, sorry, <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal. And and from and then from that, you know, I raised uh, we raised our kids, and uh, and then I I went back to work uh, for a nonprofit, the 
uh, Tualatin River Keepers, so I was able to draw on some of my environmental science background. So uh, I was the executive director for that nonprofit for a number of years, working largely on water quality, but also reconnecting people to the river, because the Tualatin River really at one point was uh, considered the most polluted river in the state of Oregon. So it needed a lot of work. And <laughs> I'm proud of the work that we did related to that. Uh, and then I uh, worked for the uh, Oregon legislature in a nonpartisan role as a committee administrator for the Senate Environment and Natural Resources Committee. And also there was a House committee on ocean policy and emergency preparedness. So that was, uh, and again, why I think I'm very well qualified, because I had about 50 bills every week during yeah. the legislative session to evaluate the, and work with the people who were proponents and opponents and really and the legislators, Republicans and Democrats, to help uh, move things forward. Forward if if that was everybody's desire. So, and then following that, I uh, started a consulting firm, a uh, public affairs consulting firm. So I represented a number of uh, smaller nonprofit organizations, largely related to water quality and conservation, wildlife protection. Um, so I did that for a number of years before we moved out to the farm, and then out at the in Clark County, my experience has been I, I got actively involved because there was an update just at that time on the comprehensive plan, and it would have really subdivided a whole lot of agriculture and forest land. So uh, so that motivated me to get more involved and. I uh, I got involved with Friends of Clark County. They were the only organization that was really actively engaged with that process and advocating for the rural landscape and local farming. So um, so I've done that, and then I also served on the Clark uh, Clean Water Commission for three years, and I'm in my second term as uh, on the board of directors for the Clark Conservation District. So I've got a lot of involvement with conservation, uh, social services, uh, and land management directly with our farm. Very nice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you've uh, when you've when you've had a long career, there's a lot you can talk about. Uh, so, and I think really, I have to say, all, all of my experience, uh, even you know, my first job out of high school, I was a switchboard operator, and I belonged to uh, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, IBEW, the union. And now as I've been going around uh, trying to get endorsements and things, uh, that's come up and it's been helpful. So you never know what <laughs> in your life experience is, is going to you know, prepare you to run for office. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So the <laughs> district you represent is quite rural mm -hmm. and they have quite different needs than the you know, districts that encompass the city of Vancouver and things like that. So what are your top three priorities for the more rural people in your district for the 2025 plan? Like how right. can you manage, you know, the need for obviously housing and growth in such a way that also respects, you know, people like homesteaders and equestrians and people who value space? Right. 
Right. Well, I think uh, w one of my priorities is really protecting the rural landscape, which I think is important for everyone, urban and rural. And as I've gone around to visit people in the rural community, there are, you know, I've been familiar with all the local farmers, but there's the wineries, there's a whole network of flower growers that I've connected with, which is very <laughs> fun. Yeah. It, uh, and, um, and the equine community, uh, I've learned there's 35,000 horses in Clark County. Mm. And I, I think that the rural community is not, not uh, you know, they have different uh, lifestyle, but I think yeah. a lot of the concerns that I hear people talking about are not that not that different. People are concerned about uh, rapid growth and the impact it, and the quality of life in their communities. They want to be able to have roads that aren't going to tear their car apart when they drive down the road, yeah. and uh, and that and that that the schools are not overcrowded. So so the rural community and the economic opportunities that are contained in that rural community are important to me, but also government services that we don't grow beyond our capacity to provide uh, a livability for the yeah. community. And and that includes uh, public safety. And public safety, there's been a lot of talk about the need to uh, rebuild the number of deputies. So I think that's important. And in the rural community, you know, you look out at Amboy and Yakult, uh, and the center in particular, you know, they, they, they may call for help and, and they don't get a response. So there's some big needs out in the rural community yeah. related to uh, public safety. But across the board with the county, there's been, uh, I believe it's been a 15% uh, vacancy in uh, the jobs because people, the Clark I mean, County is not co as competitive as they need to you're be. You're talking the sheriff's office? What not just across the board. All with jobs. All okay. jobs. Yeah. All okay. jobs. You know, people looking to get a permit, you know, that might take longer. Yeah. Uh, pub, uh, public health, you know, just across the board. The, uh, I, I talked to the assessor. The assessor was complaining about really not having enough people to go out and do, uh, yeah. uh, do evaluations on property. So uh, we, we really are are in Clark County competing with Multnomah County and the city of Portland. And there's a need to really address, I think, probably working conditions, salary compensation, just the whole suite of things. So we need to look at that closely to rebuild the government services. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess then finally, it's housing affordability and homelessness that really needs to be addressed. And I, I put those two together because, uh, you know, there's there could be a steady uh, uh, channel of people who become homeless because they can't afford their rents and eviction rates are Absolutely. up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if we don't address, you know, the escalating rents and and, and d develop some ability for people to enter the housing market because people are just getting closed out. And you mm -hmm. all, I'm sure, can appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Being younger mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that access is really not so... So available. Yeah. And just a little anecdote, as I've been going around door to door, you know, we have a database so we can know who we're going to be talking to, how many voters yeah. are in the household. More and more, it seems like 
there's young adults who are uh, living with their parents, and I'm sh- maybe it's by choice, but I'm sure oh, a lot of it. It's not. No, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, I got lucky I mean, to get out from my parents before I was thirty, just because we yeah, love our parents. I got lucky. But I, got I know. Lucky. I know. Um, I think it's out of necessity. It, it very is, much is. Yeah. Like so so it's a raw deal yeah. for yeah. for younger yeah. folks. So there's. There's plenty of equity issues that yeah. need to be addressed in all of that. Yeah. So in summary, it sounds like your vision and the primary concern of people in your district is growth without supporting infrastructure in all facets of their life. Yes. Yes. So you said a few specific things like reducing rents and housing costs, that kind of thing. Also increasing wages across the board. Do you, are those things that are within your scope or within your power on the county council? And so we could start with like addressing uh, wages and working conditions of people who work for the county. Yeah, I would stop short of saying across the board because I'd really have to look yeah, at yeah. it uh, uh, piece But by not piece. just a single position, but there's... Right, okay. but, but across the board, there is this 15% vacancy. Okay. Have, so you have to look across the board and see yeah. what are the problems there. The council actually, and I, I can't remember if it was one or $2,000, but they gave it as just a, a, a retention uh, bonus for uh, county employees. So there okay. are directly things that the council can, can get do. involved with. Now, the structure of government, it's, it's, ch- it's changed in the past 10 years. So it's uh, the um, Charter Review Commission is, we have a home rule charter. It went from a, a three-person commission to a five-person council and just this past year and this is the first race that will be nonpartisan. so these are all changes that were made um actually um uh they it stems back to when don benton was appointed to uh uh, you know, without any kind of process to the environmental uh, environmental department of the county. And I think that really stimulated the community. There had been attempts prior to uh, uh, get a home rule charter passed, but I think the need was really uh, seen as immediate. Thanks, Don, uh, for that. highlighting that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it's taken a while, and we're still we're still implementing some of those things. Okay, uh, but it, and that so that the uh, council now is the policy. Well, they always were the policy body, but they're the policy b- body, and there's a county executive. So we have a strong county executive, Kathleen Otto, that. Uh, uh, manages all of the departments. Gotcha. Uh, and so... And she's appointed by the council on it. The council hires her and the council... And she's up for reappointment, it looked like, in February? I, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll look into that since you brought yeah, it up. <laughs> I think it's February of this next, of 2023. Oh, uh, okay. Correctly. I didn't know she had a, um, a time-limited like a... uh, position. Yeah, but, I think yeah. it's two years. Yeah. We looked it yeah. up last and, week. And I think... Uh, I think that uh, she's uh, well respected by all of the council members, and that takes some doing yeah. to be able to <laughs> to say right. that. And she's trusted, so uh, so so so. There's been changes in in that regard. Yes. Uh, but uh, back to your question about salaries and things like that, and and bonuses uh, related to the sheriff's department. It's the county that approves the money that goes to the sheriff's department, 
and uh, and if they're signing bonuses or anything else, they they would be doing that. And it's the council that ultimately gives the nod to whatever kind of neg- contract negotiations occur with the with the county employees. Okay. The broad swath of stuff. (laughs) Do you have any specific um, ideas or plans for how to reduce the cost of housing and rent in Clark County that that would be within your purview on the council? Well, I think the most immediate thing, and that's, you know, uh, there's... It's a loaded uh, question, I know. Well, (laughs) you know, the thing is that there's a a shortage of housing. Yeah. uh, And it goes back to 2008 when the bubble burst, and then... I, with building just did not occur. You know, we have re, we have relied on the market to provide housing, uh, but we can't solely re, rely on the market because this this is where we are now. We're really skyrocketing rents and ha- housing that people can't uh, get into as a first time buyers. But one thing that the council uh, approved. Oh, this past year was a housing options and action plan. So they spent a good, oh, almost two years with a, a group of stakeholders and consultants looking at what could improve the situation. So beginning to implement that will be good. I think it will take ultimately a combination of funding, incentives, and regulations that and 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 tailoring it throughout the community yeah. so that affordable housing isn't just like in this one spot or on fruit valley or yeah. you know yeah. uh one place or not so that, areas that, aren't that, gentrified right yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. that 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 there is affordable housing that's accessible to people in all of the communities in clark county that would be uh in my mind a good goal definitely mm-hmm. But there's a lot of work to do there, and it's going to take time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it sounds like every, all of this is going to take a very comprehensive vision for Clark County going forward. Somebody who truly understands that this isn't just you know just one a quick fix. Yeah, there it's not quick. quick it's comprehensive. It's yeah. complicated, and yeah, it's going to require somebody who really puts the needs of the community and has a vision for the future of our county to implement these things mm-hmm. and to, to have that vision to put it all together and to bring all the stakeholders in. So that was your vision for the 2025 plan and kind of what Clark County would look like. Well, Sounds idyllic to me. Uh, yeah, I think the 2025 plan, uh, it is going to take all stakeholders coming in. And I think in the past, not all stakeholders have come in. Yeah. I think it's complicated. Land use is very complicated and dry. And, uh, and I th- I think we need to reach out and really uh, communicate with some communities that haven't participated so they understand what is at stake and and really uh, pull out their input because they might not be comfortable going into the county council and, you know, speaking for three minutes uh, yeah. uh, at time. Very and, few people are. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I think you need to do a more community-based. I, uh, you know, the town halls that I've been having have been have provided that uh, more give and take and people who are, uh, t- are speaking to each other about mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, then, you know, hearing, 
there's there's different experiences than what you've had because mm-hmm. the rural community it's it's diverse people have different experiences if you have timberland or if you have farmland or where you're located there's mm-hmm. different situations that need to be addressed in a lot of ways a community meeting like that is something we are missing as a society it is really very <laughs> much mm-hmm. what we're missing there's neighborhood associations but you know i know uh those are just full of karens it seems like <laughs> <laughs> but bringing people well, together that I you know there, it's there valuable. is uh there, there i i don't know understand all of what goes on with the neighborhood associations but it seems like there's you know it's something that a, ca- a program that the county runs so th- there's a l- friction there i think uh, that uh, and I, 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 it isn't a forum where people can come together and maybe freely advocate for something. Yeah. I think there's a little stifling that goes on. It it could work better. It could work better, but it's. I just want to look into it a little bit more to better understand it. But the town meetings have been good uh, because there's really no rules. Just yeah. let's be uh, civil with each other. And Do you think you'll continue those after you win? Well, yeah, that came up when I was out in Amboy, and I suggested, well, neighborhood associations might be one of those ways to uh, communicate. And they said, we don't have neighborhood associations up here. So, yeah, I think... Uh, Maybe not as many for you after you're elected because <laughs> I have a feeling you're doing a lot of them. Oh, so, community. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it would be so good would to have be... something regularly scheduled because Certainly. people, you know, misinformation can just, you know, fester uh, if there's not an open line of communication. So awesome. That's an extremely yeah. good point. Like we do have a lot of misinformation floating around right, right now. Right, right, right. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, would li- I would like to see better more comfortable communication with our, our, our local government. Like it's, it's really hard going and testifying for important things at like the city council. I, I just kind of gave up on the county council after it, it turned into what it turned into, which is why we're trying to get it to right. a point where it's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, even, even with people you trust in there, it's still a very intimidating thing because they're the, the leaders of the community and you're just some, some person. You could be a leader of the community. It just takes, you know. Oh, <laughs> I, I recognize that a lot of the people in power are. They're just regular folks. They're just regular folks. You so know, that's, that's, yeah, even, even, I could even be less generous with, than that with some of them. Um, but <laughs> it, it is this sense that they know more than you, that they're better suited. Just be, It's a societal construct of they're in this position, yes. therefore they yes. must be. I get that. This, yeah. this and just the physical thing. setup of the room and yes, the timing right. and the, you know, they're higher than I you are. Went to they're a looking down at you. I went to a friend's yeah. wedding where the reception, for some insane reason, they had us all at these tables. And then the, the bride who I was, I was very dear friends with and the groom and all these people were seated at this big podium thing. And it's like, wow. <laughs> Wow. I know these people very well, but I'm still super intimidated. Right, right. I'm not going up there to talk to my friend because she's enshrined. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when I go out to the town meetings, it, I'm not. I don't have a podium. Right. I just uh, we just kind of cir- semicircle the chairs and That's... I sit there and I'll I have a uh, uh, chart pack so if you know I can write things down. I think there's a really uh, it's reassuring mm-hmm. uh, that you know someone's listened to you when you are writing down their issue on a 
large piece of paper oh, that's in yeah. front of idea. them. That's a great idea. <laughs> that like is teaching, idea. yeah. That's, and I think that, yeah, the less formal structure yes, of the town the meetings. Less formal. You know, a lot of these, like, uh, county council, you have to arrive, and there's all the formality of, you know. Sign up ahead of time. Just yeah. And you have to be and, here for yeah. two and a half hours. Like, if it's a town meeting, you can just pop in. And, oh, my yeah. gosh. And some of those land use meetings, they go on for hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. And it's, yeah. 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 Early in my career working with the communi- community action agencies, we worked with low-income people, the most vulnerable people people there are to help uh, get their voices raised yeah. to the policymakers. It took a lot of courage on their part to be able to do that, but that you really hooked me in. Uh, you got to do that. You got to you got to yeah. empower the people in the community so they have a say in in what's going on because it directly impacts their lives, even if they can't directly see how it does it does it matters where it would decides where they live where their kids go to school how safe they are just matters on so many levels whether or not there's a local grocery store you can get food yeah at. do you have your town meetings on your facebook or on your website so people know or are they uh they've been kind of impromptu we've okay. been uh, uh doing text banking okay. canvassing uh, town meeting kind of trifecta okay. <laughs> of organizing. Nice. The next one will well, there'll be two coming up. The next one that'll there'll be an ad in the reflector is coming up on October twentieth, and it'll be at okay. the community center in Battleground. And then there's another one that just popped up that'll be in Brush Prairie that the community is organizing for me. It's on the I think it's the. 18th, I don't know. Okay, we'll, I can we'll get make sure back to, put to them. you. It just came together a few yeah. days ago. So we'll put them in the show notes. So if people are interested yeah. in getting involved, they okay, know where to go. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people can get involved. We do door to door and text banking. Perfect. Have you guys done text banking before? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't, but it sounds super easy. Like, oh, it, like it is, it is super easy. Yeah. And for me as a candidate, it's great because I, I go back and forth with people. You know, I've yeah. gotten endorsements through text banking or, uh, you know, and, and donations. So it's, uh, I, I think people just like it better than a phone call. I yeah, feel like under I mean, a certain if age. <laughs> if it's between those two, like people really don't like being cold called. I want to text. I know. There's a lot of people that don't like to have <laughs> yeah. a text. How did you get my information? That's true. Leave me it's, alone. It's, yeah. it's, they yeah. can only be so aggressive on text versus if you're calling them up, you know. And sometimes like it's just not a good time to get a phone call, even if you like would like to speak about the local races or whatever like a text you can like hold off and respond yeah yeah you can't assume people are as interested in this as you are (laughs) it's true no yeah that's the problem getting people interested but you know you're talking about giving up on the county council uh just because of what it became and i don't know how It's, it's not giving up it's just that like i had to stop paying attention to what was going right. on for my own mental health yeah, yeah. around 2020 when Eileen Quirin was in the height of being Eileen Quirin. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think just to uh, put, put other words than just Eileen Quirin, uh, it's that there was, there's, it was, it's swerved away from civility. Yes. There's bickering amongst themselves. There yes. personal agendas that were trying to be I, driven, uh, representing uh, special interests. It and it was it it was it was really yeah. hard. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, another reason why I'm running is that 
you just can't have that behavior because people will get turned off. And if they get turned off and they don't show up or they don't trust right. the process, which I think a lot of which is going on now, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get any kind of good decisions for right. the community. And it just it also increases that intimidation factor we were talking about before of if there you have a belligerent council who is at each other's throats, then I don't want to step in and right. like, testify to any of that right. like right. Well, and you know it's been this way as you know for the last uh 10 years yeah you know the yeah. last comprehensive plan update you know you were walking into a hostile environment when you went into those rooms uh to testify so yeah that's you the know, thing. That hostile we just, environment versus we, yeah. Something better. Friendly give and take. Friendly give and take. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And if you're investing your time and energy and they're hostile to each other, you can't imagine they're going to take what you say with any amount of value. Right. You know? There's there's better ways to do community engagement. Uh, you know, you still can have those three-minute uh, testimony, but, you know... Uh, working up to that, you mm-hmm. know, it, you know, having community meetings. I've been to community meetings, uh, open houses, where it's just staff telling people this is this is the way it is. Oh, and there's oh, very no. little chance to see any anything that you say makes any kind of difference. Right, which so, is just gonna. It's just gonna. This is your government. I've found people, you know, when they're home, there's a lot of people who just aren't home. Yeah. Uh, but when they're home, they'll, for the most part, really, they'll they'll talk to you a little bit. And I try to, you know, ask them what, what it is they're concerned about. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and finding some uh, something that we have in common, whatever that might be. I think a lot of times people who are elected forget that they're, they're public servants, and your job is to represent your constituency. And I see elections as job interviews, a big, long job interview. Absolutely. And a lot of times that's people run for office for self-aggrandizement or to boost their own egos and kind I, of forget that. So yeah. I think having a candidate and then show that they care what you think is really important. And then lump that into every single candidate yeah. that comes around. So when we have a really, truly awesome candidate comes around, they're yeah. automatically lumped into that same, oh, it's, it's just a politician. Yeah. But you know, I think uh, the nonpartisanship of this race is important too. Uh, people, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I, I think, very deeply believe in nonpartisanship. So. I think people appreciate it, you know. And I, I tell people, a few people ask me, uh, and I just say it's not, you know, if I'm a Republican or a Democrat, and I say it's a nonpartisan race. I haven't been active in partisan politics here in Clark County and uh, and the other roles that I've played are all been nonpartisan right. with the state legislature yeah. and the conservation district and, and I think for the most part re- people really appreciate that it means that the voter uh, can't take for granted that they know mm-hmm. about you because of your party they have to really talk to you about how you right. feel about different things so right. it's it, it maybe require a little bit more on the voters part to figure out if they can agree with you or not so mm-hmm. just ask the questions at the town meeting yeah just ask questions <laughs> exactly. at the town meeting yeah. yeah seems great the only thing we haven't gone into is public safety and that's been a point of contention kind of lately Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, So 
the big thing I think was the they transitioned control from the jail to the county council manager. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, and jail was, the Department of Jail Services. Okay, and that's they appointed Shook, who was one of the. Uh, he was a candidate. Yeah, he was a candidate for sheriff. That, right, that came in third. Yep. How do you feel about that? Or how are your constituents feeling about it? And. Well, let, let me, there's there's two things. There's the yeah. jail itself, and then there's how the decision was, was made. made. Okay. And then there may be who was appointed. I don't, yeah, yeah. I, maybe there's that as well. But the, the jail itself, you know, I've heard from people who work there and who've been held there. And uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not good. It's not safe. It's a huge liability for the county. Uh, the, the, the public is not being served well okay. by the jail as it is. I think it's probably been years and years of deferred maintenance and uh, increasing number of people that uh, are being held there and their lack of, uh, uh, you know, uh, mental health services because a lot of in a lot of cases there's people are in mental health crises and they get they end, yeah. they wind up in the jail so there's more services that need to i believe need to go into uh the jail so the the jail has big needs i know the council uh a few months ago adopted Kathleen Otto uh, and the um uh the uh um, what is that? Uh, the, the the building, like the, the who manages the buildings, developed a plan to incrementally begin to improve things, uh, and, and and put up ten million dollars for for some of those renovations. You know, I don't know if we really need a new jail because I know that has a huge price tag, or if some of these uh, fixes will do it, and and maybe it needs more than what has already been identified. So that's one thing: the jail needs to be addressed. Uh, how the decision was made, you know, it was it was startling to people, and I think while it may be good. It may be a good move yeah. to have this Department of Jail Services. The public, because I've been out talking to people, the public just begins to assume something's wrong. Mm-hmm. That what is going on? Why are they doing that? That suspicion is uh, is is raised yeah. because, because the of the quickness. Wasn't consulted the, yeah, wasn't yeah, quick. you know. And I know that uh, some counselors have said, "Oh, we've been talking about this for years," but. I don't know. Have we been talking about this? I don't remember us talking about this for years to create this department. So while it may be a good thing, the process to move so quickly without the community's involvement is 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 not good. Uh, if there were compelling reasons to do that, I don't know. Okay, those um, weren't expressed. The whole thing was sus, as they say. Pardon me? It was sus, like suspicious. Yes. Seemingly. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, having it done, the timing between the primary and the general election, uh, could that not have waited? It would have been better, I think, because the, where how the public has input is with their vote. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and people did not, you know, Shook did not get a majority of the votes, yeah. for one thing. And the jail was part of that. Uh, position of sheriff to oversee the jail. 
So, uh, and I don't know if in in the voters' minds they were really thinking, I really want, you know, this guy or that guy to run the jail. Yeah. I don't know, but but it does undermine the kind of the will of the voters. Mm-hmm. So, so that was just all unfortunate. And if I was running for sheriff, I wouldn't have been happy about the timing of it. Yeah. Right for sure. Right. It seemed like some things we saw it seemed like maybe Shook was an appropriate person or was qualified but it just seemed right so the timing not a good was, look exactly yeah, considering good he just look. lost not yeah. a good look no yeah no process there but again you know you don't know uh what the compelling reasons might have been but kathleen yeah. otto has said going forward we know we'll have this robust public process so okay. let's hope there's a robust public process to figure all of this off Certainly. out because there's definitely a need okay to improve the jail do you have any thoughts on the sheriff's race? It, you know, it's good. I would just say it's good for the voters to read everything they can and make the wisest choice they possibly can because mm-hmm. the sheriff's position is really important. It's really important. There, there's, there's a lot of things that need to be addressed. So choose wisely. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to say to the people of District 5? Well, the people of District 5, uh, well, I believe, you know, why I'm running is because I've, I have a connection. I have deep roots in Clark County, and especially with the rural area, it's important to me that we continue to have a rural area going forward and that development doesn't encompass all of that because it's resources that mm-hmm. uh, that everybody enjoys. Uh, uh, and the And the other thing is that, you know, I think mostly what people want in their government is is someone who will listen to them, who will do their homework, who will, you know, operate in a civil way uh, so that it's so that there's some predictability and stability in the government. I think it's not what we've not had. And I am concerned you know, and one of the reasons I'm running is that I looked at who my potential opponents would be, and I just didn't have confidence in in them, as I as I knew who they were when I <laughs> when I filed, uh, and that's still the case. That I think uh, uh, my opponent has a history with the county. You know, a lot of people that I've talked to uh, are concerned about how he would uh, uh, govern and that, uh, you know, I'm just concerned there there may be, uh, he's a disgruntled employee and he may have <laughs> grudges against the county and I would yeah. not want to see that yeah. play out. There's just too too many important decisions, too much that needs to be fixed in the county. So, and you know, I've been in public service for decades, uh, you know, uh, nonprofits, local government. Uh, I know how it works, and I, I really do believe that I can make a positive difference. Hey guys, it's Carissa coming at you solo for a little afterword about Don Benton that we promised within our interview with Sue Marshall. We have said many things about Don Benton in nearly every previous episode, so you can go back to listen to those if you would like to hear our opinions about Don Benton. But for this episode, we're going to keep it 
a little neutral and point to a recent Colombian article, which we think gave a fair detailing of Don Benton's history in public service. Just a disclaimer, we are not huge fans of the Colombians' editorial opinions. So just with that said, uh, here we are. I'm just going to read the Colombians' thoughts on Don Benton. So they note he has a history of demagoguery. Uh, Don Benton, who declined an invitation to meet with the editorial board, but should be well known to voters. Um, As a state legislator, Benton was combative and pugnacious. As head of the county's Department of Environmental Services, he was combative and pugnacious. Yes, they said that twice. As an executive in the Trump administration's Environmental Protection Agency, he was reassigned after three months. His role with environmental services was particularly troubling. Uh, Benton, who had no environmental experience, was hired by county councilors in a blatant act of cronyism. The the department was later eliminated by the county manager, and last year Benton won $68,000 from Clark County in a lawsuit for wrongful termination. All of that, unfortunately, overshadows Benton's qualifications to be county councilor, but it should not take away from the fact that Marshall is an exceptional candidate. We agree with that one. The Columbia's editorial board recommends Sue Marshall for Clark County Councilor from District 5. All right, that's the Colombian's thoughts for what it's worth. See you next time.